0: At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit RobertHalf.com today.
1: He is just an obsessive goal scorer.
2: But they have to understand I chose to, to stay in my country because I'm French. And, and the who
0: blinks it back. I've
2: got a problem with suffer three things. foot balls. The area what oh, they can guarantee to you is that they want to keep everything secret.
1: Oh yes! Welcome to House of Champions, use your friends. Drop in your comments and questions in the chat, and make sure you smash that like and subscribe buttons as we talk with the legend himself. He is back, Fabrizio Romano. Here we go! I'm Ian Joy and I am delighted to be joined by the hardest working man on the internet, at least he soon is to be the hardest working man <laughs> on the internet. Fabrizio, first and foremost, how you doing, man? It's great to see you. I have missed you, man. Hello, my friend.
2: My pleasure really to be here. I'm very good. It was a fantastic final, a historical final, so it was a pleasure to have these feelings and to follow this incredible game. Uh, it's something really, really mad. And also I wanted to say, let me say this, congrats to all the team of House of Champions because I've been following all the podcasts, covering the World Cup in that way. It was really special every single day with many, with many insights, with many comments, with many news, many updates. It was was amazing. So I think it was a great one for us and a great one for football in general because to see Leo Messi with the Cor- World Cup in his sense is a fantastic, fantastic image.
1: Oh, thank you very much for the comments there, Fabrizio, and you're a big, big part of the House of Champions because you are simply a champion. So we appreciate you greatly and all the team as well. So your words mean a lot to us. Let's talk about that World Cup final, probably the best game in the history of the World Cup, might be the best game I have ever witnessed in my lifetime. I mean, what were your thoughts on the game, Fabrizio itself in general, and obviously watching Argentina eventually lift the World Cup?
2: no I agree with you honestly I think it was mm, the best game I've ever seen in my life uh, honestly best sports game It's incredible because maybe okay we also had some incredible Champions League final I still remember the Milan Liverpool one was, was wild but this is a World Cup final we have Leo Messi who was going to be a legend for the rest of the history of sports in general uh, Kylian Mbappé who's going to be part of the history of World Cups also because his numbers are absolutely insane uh, but also the 20 minutes we had the end of the game was something unbelievable the extra time the penalties we had absolutely everything in the same game and then at the end the image again of Leo Messi with the World cup after uh, his incredible career to see this player finally winning the World cup with all the people celebrating in Buenos Aires and also the game was absolutely incredible I was not expecting France honestly to score two goals in three minutes uh, they were really poor in the first half not even trying to do something it was a really difficult first half for France and also difficult 60 or 70 minutes for them in general and then they changed the story in 20 minutes Kylian Mbappé is something else. I think in a few years we'll be here saying this guy has the best numbers in the history of the World Cup. He's 23, tomorrow he will be 24 and these numbers are absolutely insane. And so I think in this World Cup we have the future with Kylian Mbappé, the present and the legend with Leo Messi. We have two fantastic national teams because it was not easy for France with many players out as we already mentioned uh, from Kunku, Maignan, of course, Karim Benzema, Perkin Pembe, Lucas Hernandez, so many players out and they arrived to the penalties of the World Cup final but also Argentina with Leo Messi history so an incredible incredible game
1: let's talk about Mbappe just a little bit obviously you mentioned there obviously losing in this final but his record his numbers continue to grow this is such a youngster as you mentioned it's his birthday tomorrow he'll be 24 years old which is just unthinkable but his numbers continue to grow but also his bank role is continuing to grow here it looks like this record new contract for him at Paris Saint-Germain seems to be a good thing for him but Realistically, is his future in Paris? Could you potentially see him at some point with the way that he's performing for the national team, the superstar that he's becoming? I mean, we're talking about Lionel Messi being the greatest of all time. But if you think about it, Mbappe's probably got two or three more World Cups in him. His numbers could be through the roof. I agree. I 100% agree. And I think he will
2: arrive at best numbers ever. In a World Cup, I'm sure it's about the goals. It's about a World Cup already won. He, he had the final yesterday, scoring an hat trick and scoring at the, penalty, at the penalty show. So it's incredible. What he's doing is absolutely incredible. About his future, my feeling is, yes, uh, now he's going to stay at PSG in January, of course, because they have no intention to negotiate. Uh, and so nothing will happen in January. But in general, I don't know if it's going to be next summer or the following one. I think things can happen around Kylian Mbappé. I don't think he will play his whole career in in Paris as maybe Leo Messi did with Barcelona and then change it in the final years of his career. Uh, I think for Kylian Mbappé, there will be a chance to, to change in the future. He could be open to try something different. And so I think that we will see maybe in one or two or three years, I don't know when, but at one point, we will see Kylian Mbappé with a different shirt.
1: You're watching House of Champions. It's Ian Joy with the one and only, the legendary Fabrizio Romano. We're breaking down the World Cup final. Let's talk about some of the superstars that maybe didn't grab all the headlines. But as far as as football lovers go, Fabrizio, we admire talent and we admire heart and passing. Alexis McAllister. I mean, he was sensational through this yes. uh, finals. He was brilliant. Um, still only a youngster himself, but somehow I feel like it's going to be very difficult for Brighton to keep a hold of this talent.
2: It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy because uh, we mentioned McAllister, and as you mentioned, he's been incredible in a World Cup final. But in general, in this World Cup, he was really consistent. And this kind of player, when you have a lot of quality with Leo Messi and many others, to have this kind of player is really important. So he was one of the secrets of Argentina, I think, in in this World Cup. But also Brighton have another fantastic midfielder, who is Moises Caicedo, who did very well with Ecuador also the World Cup. Of course, uh, it was different for them because it was the group stages, but he was very good. He's always been very good with Brighton. And so I think in January they will try at least to keep one of them. So the mission will be to creep, I think, McAllister. I don't see Brighton selling McAllister in January, but maybe in the summer it could be the case. Depends on proposals. Because on Moises Caicedo, many big clubs are coming. Many big clubs are following him. And so I think McAllister, Caicedo, one of them could leave in 2023. Let's see if it's gonna be January or summer. But the mission I'm told on Brighton is to keep the player McAllister at least until the end of the season. So I don't know how easy it will be, because as you mentioned, it's been incredible in this workup. But I think that Brighton are very good in negotiations, are very good when it's time to sell players. We saw with Cucurella in the summer how strong was the negotiation with Man City and then with Chelsea. And so I'm sure that for McCallis that they will try to, to keep him at least for more,
1: six months more. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of how Brighton do their business off the field and it is admirable as to how they actually go about their business. Let's get to one of the questions here. Comes in from Rafa Cardenas. He says, hey, Fab, Eddie Howe said that Enzo's price is lumpy. How lumpy? <laughs> Enzo Fernandez, we're talking about another sensational World Cup. Obviously picked up a nice award as well at the end. I
2: think... Um, Is very lumpy because what happened during the World Cup is that he arrived uh, with a value around 65-70 million, something like that. And then game by game, the value was going up and up and up. He has a release clause that is 120 million euros. If you told me one month ago, you have to pay 120 million for Enzo Fernandez, I was going to answer no. I think with 65-70 could be fine. But today, <laughs> I'm not sure that they are going to accept maybe 80 or 90. I'm sure that they will protect in Benfica that release clause, 120 millions. also because he's having a great time in the World Cup he was amazing he was the best youngster and he did incredible for Argentina but what Enzo Fernandez did in the Champions League also let's remind that Benfica won the group with Paris Saint-Germain and Juventus they won the group with a player called Enzo Fernandez, who was probably the best midfielder in the group stages of the Champions League together with Jude Bellingham so Enzo is special and it was not just special at the World Cup he's a special player was special at River Plate was special with Benfica especially in the Champions League and also in the World Cup winning the best goal scorer best uh, a young player trophy and also winning the cup so he's a very special player and my feeling is that the value is going to be more than 100 million euros because now many top clubs are jumping on in we already mentioned liverpool and Real madrid but i'm sure that in the next days many other clubs will arrive to speak to his agents so Enzo is really, really special. Let me say one thing. Congrats to Benfica, because their scouting team is very good. But Enzo was under all the eyes of the top clubs. So he was available on the market for 18 million euros. It was six months ago, not six years ago. Six months ago, he was one of the best midfielders in South America. He was amazing with Gachardo at River Plate. No one decided to pay 18 millions. Benfica, yes. And now they have a gem in their hands.
1: It's pretty amazing really. We've talked about Benfica so many times throughout the House of Champions and we've actually got a lot of new following from Benfica fans around the world. <laughs> They're just a great business. They know how to to bring players in. Their scouting system is phenomenal. Their youth system, the academy, all the way through the first team is phenomenal. And when they sell a a player, Fabrizio, I think what we admire most is that they don't necessarily miss a beat. They just move on to the next player, the next player coming through, and they get great success. Let's move on to Emi Martinez, who, I mean, his save from uh, Kolo Muani at the end of the game before penalty kicks was probably the best save I have seen in a World Cup. It was sensational. But he was also brilliant in the penalty kick shooter as well. Thoughts on his performance overall and also his because he's another one that we have to say he's now a superstar he was a very good goalkeeper going into this World Cup but now he's a hero
2: yes 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 yes. this is true he's been he's been absolutely incredible also for uh, for the save you mentioned on column one he was, was great on the penalties uh, also he's a big one in the dressing room helping a lot the atmosphere into the dressing room in, in difficult moments so he's been one of the big names of the World Cup for, uh, for Argentina I don't see him moving in January honestly because the goalkeepers market is really particular it's a different market look also at goalkeepers like Livakovic for example he's been fantastic for Croatia but there are no negotiations ongoing because the goalkeeper market the goalkeepers market is different uh, you need kind of domino effect to see all these players moving in that position. Now all the top clubs have a goalkeeper. Apart from Bayern, they need a goalkeeper because Manuel Neuer is injured, but they're going for Alex Nubel at the moment test priority option, they have Sommer also in their list, so they are considering some names but then Manuel Neuer will be back in three months and so for a goalkeeper like uh, Emi Martinez or Livakovic makes no sense to go to Bayern now and then be on the bench in two or three months, so this is why the real priority for uh, for Emi Martinez at the moment is to focus on Aston Villa, there is a new manager like Unai Emery, they have a project for the future and they want Emi Martinez to be part of, of the project and then let's see in the summer if the domino effect will start with goalkeepers, maybe with Chelsea or maybe with United, we will see Emi mean, Martinez could be one of them. But at the moment there are there are no contacts. Only thing I didn't like about him is be disrespectful on the penalties before the players of France were going to, to kick the penalty. I didn't like that, but he's part of Emi Martinez, so part of the game.
1: I thought you were gonna talk about when he picked up his trophy at the end of it, his also, little picture
2: with <laughs>
0: it.
2: But also to get the French players nervous when they were taking the penalty, I didn't like that. But okay, it's fine. I'm a big fan of Buffon style, you know? So that's why.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's halftime here on House of Champions. Let's take a quick break. More to come from Fabrizio Romano when we return. Keep those questions coming in. It's your turn next. You are watching House of Champions.
3: Selling a little or a lot? To support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com/slash Odyssey Podcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential?
1: Well, don't stop watching the world's best soccer stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live on Paramount+. Plus? It's soccer's ultimate annual competition, not for country, but for clubs. Sign up today for 50% off an entire year using the code ALLYEAR at paramountplus.com slash sports you enjoy with the legend Fabrizio Romano let's talk about some of the superstars from this World Cup before we move on to some questions coming in and we have a lot Fabrizio let's talk about Josco Gvardiol. he was kind of taught a lesson by Lionel Messi in their game but he had a very good World Cup this is such a youngster me and you have spoken about him so many times Gvardiol. I mean his future right now looks like he's already set he's doing well in the Bundesliga but this is a kid I'm sure is in very big demand
2: Yes. Oh many top clubs want him. Many top clubs. So there is a big battle for Josko for Vardiol. There are contacts ongoing. I think in few days or week the situation will be clear because Chelsea are working on it. Uh, I would say since August. We mentioned here in August that Chelsea were trying to sign the player for summer 2023 by offering 80 million euros plus add ons Leipzig said no, they extended his contract. They didn't include any release clause for 45 million. That was not true. They want more than 90 million euros to sell Josko Guardiol. So Chelsea are still there. They are still working on this deal and they consider Guardiol as a top player for the future. So Chelsea are still actively working on, on Josco Guardiol deal. Also, Manchester City, they also had his name on the list. You remember that in the summer, in July, Chelsea were interested in bringing back Nathan Ake to the club, and so Man City were exploring the possibilities for a centre-back, and Josko Guardiol was on the list. Then at the end, Nathan Ake decided to stay at Manchester City, and so nothing happened, but Josco Guardiol remains a player Man City really appreciate then it's also about the budget because if they are in the race for Jude Bellingham and so Bellingham is 130 40 millions then Josko Vardiol more than 90 so it's also about the budget and we have to see what happens for Bellingham to understand what's going to happen also for for Josko and then it's also true that Real Madrid have sent their scouts multiple times to follow this player they like Vardiol would not be a deal for January would be something for the summer so there could be a different timing but many clubs are scouting him uh, as i mentioned more than 90 million euros are needed to sign Josko Vardiol, but i think he's going to he's going to leave Red Bull Leipzig. I don't know if it's going to be January or summer, depends on the proposals, but it's going to leave Red Bull Leipzig and it's something that is already decided.
1: it's another club that we know is just simply a selling club. They produce oh, the yes. talent, they give them a platform, they sell them on. We appreciate what they do because they continue to bring us these superstars. Let's talk about superstars. Last one from the World Cup, Morocco. I know, Fabrizio, you were a big fan of Morocco because you were tweeting about it. You were putting it yes. across all of your social medias. Um, we have a question coming in from Kolal. It's not even a question. He just says, Bufal, uh, Anawi. And then we also have to ask about Amrabat. I mean, this Moroccan team were playing with such heart, such passion, but also the quality, the skill, the world-class ability to go so far in a world cup was great to watch but i can only imagine that there are a lot of news out there with scouting with uh, obviously transfer rumors coming out of this world cup about this moroccan team is there any news about any moroccan players that you could share with us yes i think it depends on the proposals now because
2: uh we also as you mentioned how special has been the work of Morocco and their players has been a very good one many of them uh, overperformed they were absolutely incredible Unahi for example and so it's normal that now their clubs for example Angers in France are asking more than 40 million euros for Unahi so it's not going to be easy to find a club ready to spend that money on, on this kind of player so I think now is the moment where the strategy makes a difference all so the clubs interested in these players are going to wait a bit to see if the price is going to change right after the workup so maybe in 2-3 weeks the price could be different but I think the most requested player is sofian Amrabat. Amrabat was insane and uh, I keep saying that his World Cup was great but the best game of the last month by Sofiane Amrabat was in San Siro the last Serie A game, Milan-Fiorentina Amrabat was dominating the game he's an incredible player in Serie A in the World Cup, so I think uh, he's really underrated, it's true that he's in the list at Tottenham because Antonio Conte wanted him one year ago when he was not playing at Fiorentina, but Antonio Conte loved this player since he was at Verona, so really unknown on international stage and now he remains a big fan of Amrabat but Fiorentina won 40 million So it's also true that Liverpool are interested, but no one has made the proposal as they want to wait a bit and see if the price will change. But for sure, Amrabat will be one to watch in 2023. So I don't know if it's going to be in in January or in the summer, but for sure, Amrabat has a very good chance to move to Premier League or Bundesliga, I think
1: we got about five minutes left with Fabrizio Romano. You're watching House of Champions. Fab, let's turn our attention to Chelsea news. We have a few questions coming in. Let's start, obviously, at the Moroccan link here. Um, we talk about Ziyech. I mean, he had a very good World Cup for a player who hasn't been playing much in the Premier League. What about his future? Does it lie at Stamford Bridge or elsewhere? I think he will try to find a
2: solution together with Chelsea. Uh, he wants to play. He wants to be a regular starter. This is really important for some players, for Ziyech, for Joe Felix also, for example. After a good World Cup, they want to play. They want to be consistent and they want to be important. They want to feel important for the manager. So I think Zieg will have a chance to leave. We had rumours here in Italy of a deal advanced with AC Milan, but I'm told that this is not true. AC Milan wanted the player six months ago in the summer, but then nothing happened and now they're focused on different kinds of players. So there are no negotiations ongoing between Milan and and Zieg. But he could have some different possibility. Let's see if Ajax will return. They wanted him in the final days of the transfer market. Then Chelsea said, we only sell players, no loan deals. If you want Zieg, you have to pay. Otherwise, the player will stay here and it's the same they did with Pulisic so I think they will stay with the same point of view on these players but I think he has a
1: very good chance to live. Let's go to El Nino he says I have a question about Leao to Chelsea is it a done deal for Brizio?
2: No it's not a done deal at all because Milan will try to keep the player Milan will try to extend his contract he's a super important player for Milan so I think it's going to be really difficult to sign Leao in January could be different in the summer, because if Milan won't be able to extend this contract, he will be out of contract in summer 2024, and so, in the summer, Chelsea will be there for Leo for sure. They are already interested in Leao, they are keeping contacts with people close to the player, but to sign the player in January, they will need a crazy, crazy bid, and let me remind one thing, Chelsea have already signed Christopher Kunku. all the documents are completed with Leipzig, with the player, the medical is done, so we can announce Kunku as new Chelsea player, and they already spent 70 million euros on this player, add-ons included, so, David Datrofofana, this boy from Bolde, born in two thousand and two, he's gonna join Chelsea in the next days. So they're already preparing some deals. So Leo is one of the players they appreciate, but he's not that advanced as saying done deal.
1: Question coming in from Palestine, Mohamed from Palestine. He says, hi guys, uh, big up. What's up, Arsenal targets in January? We know about Mudrik. Is there any other names in attack or wingers or midfielders? Fab, I mean, pretty much he's talking about the whole (laughs) Arsenal team here. Uh, Thanks, Mohamed, for your question from Palestine. We appreciate you. Any update on Arsenal anywhere on the pitch? The the focus is on
2: Mudrik, honestly. The focus is really on on Mihailo Mudrik. They are speaking to Shakhtar Donetsk. They're speaking to the agents of the player. The player is really keen on the move. So Mudrik is is the main target. For Arsenal in January, then let's see if there will be some different opportunity in different positions. Uh, for example, Yuri Telemans is a player they always appreciated. He's out of contract in the summer with Leicester, and he's still a player in the list. Arsenal. Then let's see the price in January, or if it could be a possibility as a free agent in the summer. But for sure, they are looking at midfielders too. But the main focus is on Mikhailo Mudrik. And uh, let me remind the new contracts. This is a really important point for Arsenal because. Bukayo Saka, Gabriel Martinelli, William Saliba, these three players are in negotiation to extend their contract and this is a really important step for Arsenal to uh, have the guarantee that these players are going to stay for the future because they are three key players
1: and so Mudrik focus for January but in the next weeks they will discuss new contracts too. Last question for Fabrizio Romano. Thank you coming in from Mazid Eli. He says, hi, Fabrizio. Any update regarding Cody Gakpo? By the way, Fabrizio, he had a great World Cup. The Netherlands didn't really impress me so much overall, but Cody Gakpo was absolutely brilliant and so important for the Netherlands.
2: Very good player. I agree with you. He scored three goals in three games in the group stages. So very good workup for him. And yes, Man United remain interested in Cody Gakpo. They are in contact with his agents. As we always say here, the relationship is excellent because they are the same agents of Eric Ten Hag. And Eric Ten Hag is a big fan of Cody Gakpo. So the connection is pretty clear. Now it's about the budget. The real point is the budget. How much Man United want to invest in January on a striker because Cody Gakpo is not a traditional number nine and they need probably a traditional number nine with Cristiano Ronaldo who is now a free agent and no longer part of the team so we know how important for me United is the budget right now also because we know the situation of the Glazers they're trying to sell the club so it's important after investing much money in, January, in, a, in the summer sorry on Anthony on Casemiro on Lisandro, on Eriksen many signings also Malaysia. Many signings now. It's important to decide how much they want to invest in January. They are discussing internally, but the contacts with Codigapo agents are ongoing. It's not yet a negotiation between clubs with PSV. But it's true that Man United are interested in Codigapo, and it's also true that they will remain in contact in the next days. So keep an eye on this one.
1: Amar has waited patiently, so I have to ask it before we let you go. <laughs> Amar Ali he says, any Barcelona news on Argentinian Alan Avarella? Good question.
2: Good player. Very good player. He has a clause for $15 million. So he's an interesting player with this clause. And for Boca Juniors, he's a key player. So it's close or nothing, basically. I'm told that Barcelona have center scouts to to, to follow him. He's a player they appreciate. But at the moment, he's still nothing advanced. Also because, as we mentioned in January, he's not going to be an easy market for Barca. I think they will focus on the summer and on potential free agents. So Varela, appreciated, yes. Advanced or kind of negotiations, concrete negotiations, at
1: the moment, no. It's always like Christmas when I get a chance to speak to you, Fabrizio. (laughs) Thank you, man. As always, thank you so much for joining us and being a part of the House of Champions family. We appreciate you. Thank you to everybody for your questions as well. Continue to join in the conversation. Fabrizio, we have on every single week on House of Champions. He's a big part of our family, so make sure you continue to follow along. Um, I just want to wish everybody out there a very happy holidays and make sure you continue to follow our shows between now and Christmas. We will be busy and we'll also be busy after Christmas because the Domestic League will be back. Uh, Massive thanks to everybody for listening to House of Champions, Please take a minute to leave us a rating and a review on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher and anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Also available as video. So subscribe to us on YouTube. Fabrizio Romano, you Thank are you. simply the best. We love you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you as always. And see you soon here on House of Champions. Thank you.